0: There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports, whether it's on the
1: gridiron. For on who's got the touchdown.
0: On the court,
1: three and a three.
0: On the ice,
1: it's with an open
0: Or on the diamond,
1: Buxton hammers at the left field,
0: another Minnesota home run. Whether it's positive i
1: think this is a good enough roster to make the playoffs
0: or negative he's
1: terrible awful don't get it don't understand it whether there's optimism hey they might be able to even make it to a conference final or
0: pessimism
1: don't expect me to be super excited i mean i don't know does this really do much for anybody
0: there's always something to chat about
1: shout out to minnesota sports chat keep on being elite
0: if you're looking for fun informative discussion on all things minnesota sports you've come to the right place this is Minnesota Sports Champ. And now, here's your host, Ross Brendel.
1: There truly is never a dull moment in Minnesota sports, as that open would say, but some moments are perhaps more dull than others. Go for football done, Minnesota Vikings done, Twins baseball, Twins report to spring training in a couple weeks. Timberwolves and Wild, halfway through their regular season. So I wouldn't say certainly dull, but there is a bit of a dearth of things going on. Welcome inside edition number 152 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. Yes, you know it by now, award-winning, if only in my own mind. Manny Hill from Jazz 88, score north and parts in between in just Mere moments. A reminder please rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple and Spotify. And please do your best to tell your friends, families, and even your arch nemesis all about Minnesota Sports Chat. And if you're listening to this podcast via the Score North Taxi Squad, I encourage you to subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat wherever it is that you get your podcasts. We welcome back in. To fill the Manny quota, which we've never quite defined what it is other than I believe it's probably a monthly appearance, (laughs) the man, the myth, the melodious tones of Mr. Manny Hill. How you doing, my guy?
0: Always good, my friend. How are you?
1: You know, I really, aside from it being freezing out on the day of this record, at least (laughs) here in the Twin Cities, people... Do listen all across the country and the world, believe it or not, probably a lot nicer in other parts of the country than Minneapolis, St. Paul on this January 30th record date. But you know me, the eternal optimist, Manny. At least the sun's out today. It might be freezing, but the sun is out.
0: Yeah, I noticed that when I went out today earlier, it was, you know, I knew it was cold. I knew we were down and we we're going to be in the single digits at the at the absolute warmest. Um but it didn't feel, it didn't feel completely miserable. You know how sometimes you walk out and it just hurts. It's like you know, it, it's like the it's definition like of
1: bone-chilling cold, right?
0: Yeah, it's like this. You know, remember in Rocky Three where they ask, you know, Mr. T, Clubber Lang, you know, what, what what's your prediction for the fight? And he just goes, pain. It's kind of like it's on a lot of days during the wintertime, It's like, hey, what's the forecast going to be like today? Pain. But today it wasn't I mean it was really cold But it didn't feel as bad And I think that's largely because the sun was out
1: I actually do believe And you might know this better than I would I think all the Rocky movies Or at least the first three or four Are now on the Netflix machine I believe They are I have seen that So multiple times I've thought about going through that And just watching them Because it's been years
0: I always love watching watching Rocky 4 You know that It's been years Rocky 4
1: It's been years, Manny, since I've seen any of them. And the beauty of the Rocky movies, in all honesty, it's better to watch them in order, but you don't ever really need to watch any of them in order because if you didn't watch one, they basically tell you why there's another movie, right? So you can just hop in at any point. (laughs) Is that your favorite sports movie franchise? Or do you have other ones? We might as well you know, talk some nonsense. I mentioned yeah. it's a bit of a dull right now, a duller time in Minnesota sports. So let's talk some nonsense. Favorite movie franchise when it comes to sports?
0: That's a good question. Probably, Yeah, I would say probably. Probably. But it's so weird because the first Rocky movie isn't even, it's hard to really even call it a sports movie because it's more of a love story. It's
1: a love story.
0: Yeah, it's more like a romantic drama and then oh he just so happens the guy in the movie just so happens to be an aspiring professional boxer that gets a shot at the heavyweight title you know so but yeah I would say so probably.
1: I think I'd put Major League in there even though Major League 3 was largely unwatchable except for the tie in to the Minnesota Twins and having some of the original cast of characters the Mighty Ducks trilogy is always worth a watch but I think truth be told we probably overvalue that being from Minnesota but that doesn't mean we can't enjoy it I just I'm not sure a hockey fan in Manitoba enjoys it quite like we do I could right. be I could be wrong though but then it's funny I ask you about franchises sports franchises and trying to go off the top of my head are there really many sports franchises it tends to just be a single movie here and there
0: yeah that's kind of what I was thinking because you know when you asked me that I was thinking like it kind of almost has to be rocky, right? Almost by default, because you don't really think of. I mean, yeah, there's the Mighty Ducks and, and the, the Sandlot movies.
1: The Sandlot put out a lot of movies, Manny, but they've all largely been awful, except for the first one.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. I don't even think how many how many sequels of those did they make?
1: Oh boy, I think there's at least two, maybe even three or four. At this I point I remember
0: seeing I think I remember seeing the second one but I don't know if I saw anyone beyond that.
1: I think the second sandlot they legitimately the tie-in was basically something along the lines of oh my cousin used to play here. Like that's how they tried tying it together. <laughs> it was just like a 30 second mention and that was it. Okay, well that might be enough movie talk. Uh, if you uh, have a favorite movie, I don't know, why don't you Rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat and tell me what it is in your, in your Apple review. Many uh, conference championship games were this past Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles defeated the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. I had a feeling both home teams would win. I don't know if I thought they would happen the way they did or how the games would play out. But I do think the Super Bowl that we're going to see with some Minnesota tie-ins, you, know, you got Linval Joseph and Harris, I believe, both playing for the Eagles. I'd have to look and see. Do we have any gopher football players on either the Eagles or the Chiefs? We'd have to look that up. Also, Jarek McKinnon, former Minnesota Vikings. So there's some, yeah. there's some Minnesota Viking angles in this Super Bowl. Did anything jump out to you or surprise you? in the championship games. It's it's disappointing that Brock Purdy got injured, but I really feel like that wouldn't have changed the outcome that much. I still feel like Philadelphia probably would have won comfortably. We'll never know. But yeah. honestly, not a lot stood out to me. I, I did kind of think that Kansas City would win a close game. I thought they would finally grind one out against Cincinnati versus going the other way.
0: Well, it's kind of law of averages, right? Like you and I, we always talk about, you know, if, if, Eventually, everything kind of balances itself out. When you look at Cincinnati winning ten games in a row going into the AFC title game, and then having kind of owned the Chiefs over the last you know two and a half whatever seasons, um, you kind of figure, well, at some point Kansas City has got to get this get this done and sort of get over this little mini hump that is Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and they were able to do that, and it and it kind of felt like. I I looked at that matchup as, okay, Cincinnati's the better overall well-rounded team, I thought. I thought their defense was better. Um, They have a quarterback that is maybe maybe a slight step below Patrick Mahomes, but he's certainly a guy that can lead a team to a Super Bowl, as he did last season in Joe Burrow. Um, So I felt like the Bengals were were the better team going in, but I think Kansas City being at home and... Everybody kind of making a big deal about Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Is, is he going to play? Well, we all knew he was going to play, but we didn't know how effective he was going to be. And he's shown so many times in all of his years now, five years of being a starting quarterback in the NFL, that he's just a wizard. And and it's what makes him uh, the the greatest quarterback in this game today. And And arguably, I think even a half a decade into his career, one of the great quarterbacks that we've seen in the history of this league, when you just look at his physical abilities and, you know, all of his accomplishments as well. So you just kind of felt like he was going to put on some sort of a Superman performance. And we kind of saw it with just that, that five yard run on the last drive, you know, um, that he was going to make something happen even on, even on a hobbled ankle. So, it was uh, it was an incredible game, and and uh, you know congratulations to the Chiefs for for getting it done and getting back to the Super Bowl. It's their third trip to the Super Bowl in four years.
1: Yeah, and just think about and this there'll be a lot of this over the next two weeks. There's always talking points with the Super Bowl, but this one has the Kelsey brothers facing off against each other. Yeah. Uh, the Andy Reid Bowl, you can call this. He took the Eagles to so many NFC Championship games, lost a Super Bowl. Now he will play the Eagles in the Super Bowl, which is a great subplot no matter what. If he loses to the Eagles, the team that he couldn't get over the hump years later then beats him in a Super Bowl, or maybe kind of a bit of a culmination thing where he goes through everything he went through with the Eagles, albeit he's already won a Super Bowl with Kansas City, but maybe he wins his second and perhaps last Super Bowl by beating a team he coached for, what, a decade?
0: So there's, there, a decade, yeah.
1: There's some fun talkers here. And by the way, thanks to um, gophersports.com, I was able to find uh, no gopher football players this year in the Super Bowl. When the Vikings aren't in the Super Bowl, which is my entire life, I tend to base <laughs> who I want to win the Super Bowl off of how many gophers are on their team or any, unless it's Devondre Campbell and the Green Bay Packers, then I would obviously cheer against him. So now I think my... I don't know. Now I think my theory or thought should be, I just I kind of like Andy Reid. I, I mean, I at least as a coach. I mean, I don't know him personally at all, but yeah. I, I think I I think I kind of lean towards cheering for Kansas City. I do got a feeling that Philadelphia might win, but I don't have to I don't have to make any harsh opinion or thought today.
0: Yeah, it feels like Philadelphia is playing better than Kansas City is. I mean, and I think they're just play. a lot healthier. Yeah yeah they are and and i think when you look at what philadelphia is able to do defensively the way they're able to just pressure quarterbacks the way they got after daniel jones uh in the divisional round the way they got after brock purdy and josh johnson um in the nfc championship game on sunday it it, with hassan reddick just being just a monster as a pass rusher and how would you like to be the arizona cardinals you drafted that guy in the first round You let him walk because he was a little underwhelming the first couple of years. You weren't patient with him. You declined his fifth-year option. You let him walk. He goes to Carolina for a year. How would you like to be the Carolina Panthers? You held on to him for one year, and then you let him go. Uh, You know He went to to play with Matt Rule, his old college coach at Temple. Uh, And then you're the Eagles, and you say, hey, we've got a rookie quarterback, or we have a quarterback on a rookie-scale contract. Let's bring in Hassan Reddick as a pass rusher, give him a three year deal. We've got the money to do it. Let's add him to this defense. And and um, and here they are. But I, I think just the way the Eagles are able to pressure to get after the quarterback is gonna be really interesting, you know, in this matchup. Patrick Mahomes, okay, he's gonna have kind of that extra week to to maybe, you know, ice up that ankle a little bit and you know, maybe get a little bit more movement in it, but it's a high ankle sprain, so you you kind of wonder how mobile. He's going to be, you know, a couple of weeks from now when the game is played.
1: So I got into a lot of trouble with Cyclones Nation because I had the audacity to say, although I don't cheer for injury, I was actually mildly happy that I wouldn't have to hear every seven seconds about how great Brock Purdy was. (laughs) So, um, and again, I don't celebrate the injury. I didn't want him to get injured. I don't wish injury upon anybody. But I, I bring that up to bring this up. Uh, sports talking points are players you're just thoroughly annoyed by. The moment you hear hear from them or the moment they say anything. You know, mine, and I've stolen this from a buddy, it's always been this way, but I've been more annoyed in recent memory, is that we always need to know what LeBron James is thinking. You know, ESPN loves to do that. They'll, you know, I'm surprised we didn't see it yesterday. What did LeBron James have to say about Butker's big field goal with no time left? You know, they always show his yeah. tweets. That annoys me, and I just get and again I'm a part of it, but I do get really annoyed when we take a take a guy like Brock Purdy and we anoint him before he's ever really done anything. And I'll uh, yeah, and then people are like oh well look at Josh Johnson, he's terrible. This proves Purdy's legit. I never said he's not legit. I just don't need to hear about him every five seconds. So do you yeah. have do you have players or anybody in the sports realm that when you hear about them or you just see him on TV and you go ugh that's enough.
0: Uh, well, not anymore. I think I, uh, well, I mean, th- Tim Tebow was kind of an obvious one, right? I mean, for,
1: I was going to say not anymore. What did somebody die?
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, just the, the ones that are just constantly, I mean, Tim Tebow was one, I think Johnny Manziel was, was another one that,
1: Oh, Johnny's uh, a, Johnny's a good one.
0: Yeah. Cause it, cause it got to the point where Johnny Manziel, where we were talk. We were still talking about him when he was. By the time he was out of the league, when the Browns yeah. basically said, "We don't want anything to do with you anymore. We're going to release you."
1: Sports Center we would lead off. Sports Center would lead off with him about being kicked off of the Montreal Alouettes.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody
1: cares. Johnny Manziel. That's a that's a good one. Okay, uh, so here's a Vikings tie-in to the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game. How far away, and maybe the Vikings are going to intentionally get further away in the offseason, time will tell. The Vikings qualified and played in the same playoffs that the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles played in. Mm -hmm. However, it's really tough to put them anywhere in the same stratosphere as those two teams, (laughs) right? I mean, I I don't want to be all doom and gloom. The Vikings have some things, primarily on the offensive side of the ball, that they do well. I mean, they have... At least for now, this is going to change. But Dalvin Cook and Madison, pretty good backs that can do some things. Justin Jefferson, maybe the best receiver in the NFL. TJ Hawkinson was great for them. There are some things that the Vikings do well. And there are some good players. But they're just not even close to the two teams that are going to the Super Bowl.
0: No. no I mean, there's not even close. Yeah, it's not even a discussion. I mean, it, it's just, you look at the way the Vikings perform defensively against the Giants in the wild card and then what that same Giants offense didn't do in Philadelphia a week later I mean it's not close it's not close if the Vikings would have found a way to beat the Giants they would have gone into San Francisco and they would have gotten drubbed I mean it's, it's yeah, it just, would have been
1: the same fate
0: yeah it no. would have been the same fate and you know you just you you, you just well I mean for example, like look at the look at what happened to Dallas in San Francisco. It wasn't a blowout, but did anybody really feel like Dallas was going to win that game? Probably not, right? Uh, the way I... the Niners defense, the way they were playing and Dak turning the ball over the way he was. It just never, to me, it just never really felt like, even though it was a one score game for most of the way through, it just, I, I was just watching him like, Dallas isn't going to do anything against this Niners defense.
1: Yeah, I kind of thought— and that's that,
0: a Cowboys team that blew the Vikings out by 37 points at U.S. Bank Stadium.
1: Anyway. I kind of thought, Manny, that Dallas was going to win, and I think I was on record for that, but it was mainly for illogical reasons. Just like I said, I thought the Vikings could make the NFC Championship game. It's foolish now, but I acknowledge from the get-go it was all for illogical reasons, not really football-based, just because I didn't think that the NFC was all that good. Except for probably the Philadelphia Eagles and at this point that appears to have uh have played itself out with the Eagles winning the NFC championship. Do you care at this point to, to say one way or another where how you're leading before we talk a little bit more uh Minnesota based sports, but we had to talk about the title games.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think uh I I just have a feeling Boy, this is... It's going to be a tough one. It is tough because it feels like the way the Eagles are playing, it feels like they should. I mean, they're opening up their, what, two and a half? Is it is the line two and a half out of the I game? I saw or...
1: two and a half this morning.
0: Yeah, so it feels like the Eagles... I mean, the Eagles are playing better overall. They're more balanced. Their defense has been fantastic, and their offense with Jalen Hurts has been outstanding and the weapons that he has. But it just kind of feels like Kansas City, it's, it's just like they're a team that is just destined to kind of, excuse me, kind of um, establish themselves as kind of a mini dynasty, the way that they've been able to get to Super Bowls and, and, you know, finding a way to win a second one here in in the last four seasons, the way they dramatically won that AFC title game on Sunday, it just kind of feels like they're going to find a way to, to will their way to this, to this victory because a lot of people, you know, when they won three years ago against the Niners, a lot of people picked the Niners to win that game because of how the Niners were playing going into that Super Bowl. Uh, and the Chiefs just found a way found a way to win despite San Francisco kind of outplaying them for about two and a half quarters. Um, it feels like it, it kind of – I'm kind of getting the same vibes here. It just feels like Patrick Mahomes is just on another level than – you know, from anybody else in the league, and that he's just going to find a way to will him and Travis Kelsey are going to find a way to will this team to a championship.
1: Well, time. and in two weeks, that ankle will be better than it was on Sunday. And on Sunday, yeah. it was good enough to beat Cincinnati, who maybe on a neutral field or in Cincinnati does win that game. And maybe we're talking about Cincinnati going for their first Super Bowl win or tying the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, with a fourth Super Bowl loss. I will leave the NFL right there so I can tell everybody about the good folks at Beans Coffee Company. Don't miss out on all things Beans Coffee Company. Super simple. Subscribe to their newsletter. Subscribers, you'll receive advance notice on limited time sales, new releases, promo codes, and so much more. Do so at coffeebybeans.com. While you're there, you can sign up for a coffee subscription. Subscriptions can be set up in one to eight week intervals. They can be customized by your favorite blend. I love that perfectus and Mikado. Oh, just thinking about the Perfectus. I had it this morning. It's so good. I love that stuff. 12-ounce, five-pound bulk bags. Choose choose your own adventure. Remember those books, Manny Hill, the choose your own adventure books? You can do that with your Beans Coffee. Choose your own adventure. 12 ounce bag or five-pound bulk bag delivered to you every week. Or again, maybe two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, up to you. Don't forget to use the promo code SportsChat. When you order, you'll save upon checkout. Beans Coffee Company, they ship anywhere in the United States. Free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. Order by the bag if intervals is not your thing. Subscription's not your thing. No problem can order by the bag at coffeebybeans.com. That is coffeebybeans.com. Support those who support Minnesota Sports Chat, and Beans Coffee Company does just that. Manny Hill, Ben's boys, 7-13 overall, 1-9 in the Big Ten, bringing up the rear, 14th, by the way, 14th place in the Big Ten. Go figure that one out. Outside chance to move up to 11, 12, or 13, but realistically, they're going to finish in last place. Realistically, not guaranteed, but more than likely, that's going to happen. I talked about this with Daniel House a couple weeks ago. Manny, I can't make sense of this. Not that I expected the Gophers to really be any good, but I expected them to be better. Last year, they had less talent, and they were a better basketball team. This team has more talent, and there's been some things that have went their way. Battle wasn't healthy right away. There's still down Parker Fox and Enan who aren't going to play this year. But they're just, they don't do a lot of things well. And I love to rip on Talon Cooper because I don't think he's very good, although people always tell me, oh, look at his numbers, look at his numbers. Well, anybody's going to put up good numbers when you're constantly getting drubbed and you're on the floor all the time. (laughs) You know, I I just, uh, to me, one of the big problems is the two guards, Talon Cooper and Samuels, they're just not Big Ten players. And, and if they are, they can't play the minutes that they're playing. I think that's really hurt them. I don't understand what they do offensively. Half the games it's uh, ever evergreen topic, Manny. We talk about this all the time. Literally my entire life excuse me, I get so worked up, I can't even talk. They go through stretches of no offense. How does this happen? Every coach, every regime, every year.
0: It's like why are the it's it's like the same question of why are the Timberwolves always bad on defense even when they have like all all NBA defensive players like yeah. Jimmy Butler on the roster and Rudy Gobert like how are they still how bad can on defense?
1: <laughs> how can a team with two seven footers <laughs> be bad on defense no one hasn't yeah. played much this year but that doesn't make any sense to me right. so uh, the yeah. Gopher thing Manny to me it's just it, it's interesting I believe that Dawson Garcia is a pretty good player how could he not be he was on North Carolina's radar and was on their roster I think we know Jamison Battle's a pretty good player. And I know it takes more than two guys in the Big Ten, but I'm I'm I by no means am calling for Ben Johnson to lose his job. I think we got to get through three full seasons. Yeah. But the early returns aren't great. I mean, once once the league caught up to what the Gophers were doing about halfway through last year through now, it's really bad basketball. It's just not good.
0: Yeah, you know, and and I, I think, you know, it's, it kind of goes back to that same question. I, I can
1: used. hear the pain in your voice, because you're like me. Yeah. I think you really want this program to be good, and I still think they might be good. You know, we got the Christie kid on the way, Dennis Evans. Who knows? But then again, who really knows how good they are? You never know.
0: Yeah, well, who knows how good they are? And it is just, it is... Hard to win basketball games in the Big Ten. Like, you got to be really good and you have to be, you know, your starting five, one through five, you've got to have really good quality players in your starting five, one through five, in order to, to like legitimately compete in this conference. And, oh, by the way, US, you know, we talked about this with football, right? USC and UCLA are coming into this conference. You know, they you, UCLA has a long, rich history of college basketball, successful college basketball, and I'm and I'm not just speaking on John the John Wooden days of the of the 60s and 70s. You know, even into the 90s with uh, with uh, Herrick and and uh, the O'Bannon brothers and
1: your you boy know, Steve and- Lavin.
0: Yeah, Steve Lavin, Ben Howland had some really good teams that went to the Final Four a couple of times
1: until Tubby got him fired.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed, Tubby and uh, Shabazz Mohammed. Uh, Muhammad. Uh, but you, you know, I I just think it's 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 so hard to win in this conference. And you know, what was the main reason why Ben Johnson was hired was because well, he was he was he was a good recruiter, right? He he recruited the local kids, Ross. You've heard me say this a million times when it comes to go for basketball, right? I don't care where these kids are from. I don't care if they're from Minnesota. I don't care if they're from Edina or or Hopkins or Woodbury or wherever, or if they're from San Antonio, Texas, like Jordan Murphy was. I just want this team to get good players, get the best possible players you can get, mold them into a team, and then see what you can do and compete. You know, I mean, the, the the greatest team that this program has ever had that went to the Final Four 26 years ago, a lot of those players were not from here. Yeah, Sam Jacobson was from here, but Bobby Jackson, Courtney James, a lot of those other guys were not local kids from Minnesota. They were really good basketball players. And so that's that to me has to be the goal. And so, you know, Ben Johnson's going to have to Yeah, we know that he can recruit Minnesota kids, but he's going to have to be able to step outside of the state to get some kids from Iowa, get some kids from Wisconsin, get some, you know, if there's a good kid in the Dakotas. That's like a seven footer. That's really good. Let's stop him from going to like Colorado or something and get him here.
1: Personally, for me, Manny, he just needs to go down to Lakeville and stop every kid from Lakeville from going to Wisconsin and turning into a good basketball player. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's, (laughs) well, and, and, and honestly, like, I know that that's part of, the frustration with fans about getting, you know, keeping local kids here because we don't want to see a kid go to Iowa or Wisconsin or like Northwestern or, or Illinois or something like that. We don't want to see that stuff. And I get that. But to me, it's just like, just get the best players, get the, get yeah, the best correct. players you can possibly get. And this team will be good, and that—that's what it's going to come down to.
1: I still think that there's a chance that it's going to work out for Ben Johnson. It, it's really tough, a year and a half, almost two seasons in, to really evaluate somebody. But I will say this: if he gets through year three, and you're talking, you know, this year's team's going to win. I don't know, maybe one or two more games. So you're talking about a, th- I don't know, what's what's. Best case scenario, will they win
0: one or two more games. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> but let's just say this I mean, okay, so some they're between somewhere in one and 19 and four and 16. Okay, coming off of last year, which I think was what five and 15, right around there. I'd have to look that up. Did they
0: win, did they win five games? The uh, game? they, last year?
1: Maybe it was four and 16. I'd have to look it up. Uh, and I will look it up uh, when I ask you this question. If he doesn't win six or seven Big Ten games next year, and you're talking five wins or less, that's going to be really tough for Mark Coyle to keep him around. And it's the same thing I'll say about uh, what I've said about Lindsey Whalen, her team struggling again in the Big Ten. If Lindsey Whalen's name wasn't Lindsey Whalen, I think she'd already be out of a job.
0: Yeah, because she's what? <laughs> she's in year five, right?
1: That has not been a good run either. Did you pull up Ben's record? I saw you type in.
0: Uh, no, I was, I was looking at, while well, I was looking at something else. Another point that I was going to bring up as it relates to. Nah, I'll, I'll but, pull it up for you, but, uh, yeah. Right, I, but he, I mean, they're they're,
1: they're going to have to show really good signs of improvement, right? I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll yes, just have to. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and look, I mean, Mark Coyle is going to have to make some difficult decisions. You know, like if, if things are not going well, it's, it's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to make a choice and. The, the idea of, you know, maybe moving on from from Lindsay Whalen again, if if not saying do that now, but like if things don't really start to turn around, you know, and, and the, the thing with Lindsay is she's supposedly got some really good recruiting classes that that have been like coming at least like I think like yeah. next year's recruiting class is supposed to be really good. Well, and this so, one
1: that's already playing is supposed to be really good.
0: Right. So. You know, I mean, you got to start seeing results, man. And, and I know that we, you know, look, we saw, you know, we saw Ryan Saunders get fired. You know, Ryan Saunders was the son of the greatest coach in the history of the team that he was coaching. And they moved on from him, you know? So it it's, you can't, you can't be afraid to do that, I think, if you're Mark Coyle. And again, I'm not, I'm not advocating for that right now. I'm not saying that both Ben and Lindsey need to be on a hot seat and you need to you know show them show them the door after the season but they we do need to start seeing some results here i mean it's you know i think more so with Lindsey than Ben i mean cuz Ben's only in year 2 but Lindsey's in year 5 like we got to start really starting to see you know some results here
1: so Ben is currently in big 10 play 5 and 25 4 and 16 last year okay 1 and 9 this year That's less than a 170 winning percentage. That's going to take an awful long time, even if he is successful, just to get back to, you know, the 500 mark. Lindsey Whalen for housekeeping. It's a bit better than I thought it was, but it's still nothing to write home about. She's 60 and 57 overall, but in the Big Ten, she's 28 and 44. No finish is higher than tied for sixth place. That ironically was actually her first year, so she's actually gotten worse in time.
0: So, so I told you that I was looking up a stat for, as it pertains to go for basketball, right? So, what what's Ben Johnson's winning percentage in Big Ten play?
1: Uh when I just say it was five, he's five and twenty five. So that's
0: what is that? I'm a 20, Lake. I'm a, a two hundred win percentage. Or I'm something? a
1: Lakeville graduate who um one sixty six. I'm a Lakeville graduate, Manny. The last math class I took was in tenth grade. (laughs) I really suck at math, and I won't even hide from that. I'd use a calculator to figure that out, but yeah, one sixty-six winning percentage is what five and twenty-five is in Big Ten play.
0: Okay, so you know I'm looking at this, and Richard Pitino's Big Ten win percentage. Richard Pitino went. Fifty-four and ninety-six. Richard Pitino is doing pretty well in New Mexico right now this year. Yeah, things are
1: going well for them, aren't they?
0: So Richard Pitino was fifty-four and ninety-six in Big Ten play in what nine, eight, eight seasons. That's a three-sixty win percentage. Tubby Smith in six seasons was forty-six and sixty-two. That's a four-twenty-six win percentage. Dan (laughs) Munson was forty-four and sixty-eight. That's a 393 win for Saturday. Okay, so this
1: This actually though, this we've talked about this numerous times. I'm glad you brought up these numbers. But yeah. this does complicate the matters, right? We right. we have it to does. we have to have some self-awareness and I guess situational awareness as to where the lot in life is for go for basketball. Yeah. Uh, the expectation should be to make tournaments. I, if not every year, maybe every other year, at the very least every third year. But that historically has not been the case. So, yeah, no. it's very easy to jump on Ben Johnson. But alone, what you just said right there does make you think, even if next year's catastrophic, you probably kind of do have to wait out at least into the into the fourth season to see where it goes, right? Because historically, you, you lay out all those numbers and average those out. That's like a 400 winning percentage, probably even less than that.
0: And Clem Haskins, by Hawaii. the way, Clem Haskins, by the way, was... Uh, one hundred and nineteen and one hundred and twenty in the Big Ten yeah. in thirteen seasons. That's a 498, and, just just below five hundred.
1: And albeit so, he was doing what everybody else was doing, Manny, he was technically cheating to obtain that.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it's well, it, it it's just, but I but I will say, like, it, it, to sort of counter that, like I guess a comeback to all of that, and and I don't I don't disagree with you at all, but I I think the counter to that is like at some point somebody's got to be able to to take the reins of this program and maybe it is ben johnson and we just need to wait 3 or 4 or 5 years but like somebody's got to be able to take the reins of this program and at least get them to decent competitive big 10 competition well like 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 what think think about like okay so i just went over clem's record right in the Big Ten, 119 and 120, a 498 win percentage. Think think about this. He was a combined, his first two years with the Gophers, he was a combined 6 and 30 in Big Ten play in his first two seasons. So if you do the math, that's the rest of the way, he was 113 and 90 in Big Ten play after his second season. Is that a
1: little Ben Johnson positivity foreshadowing, Manny Hill?
0: Well, I, I hope so, <laughs> but I guess I guess what I'm getting at is like it's not impossible to win with this program, but you just you got to find a way to do it. And I'm not advocating to cheat, like what Clem was doing. Oh, I am. Just don't get caught. Well, yeah that that that, that part. Of <laughs> I mean it too, don't yeah. don't fire the woman
1: right in the papers. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so okay, Manny, and after we've talked about this with other sports. I think it's gotten a lot better under, uh, I guess, towards the end of Eric Kaler and into Joan Gable and Mark Coyle. But at what point does it kind of just become? It's an institutional problem. It's not always on the coach. You know, maybe at yeah. some at some point the university needs to put more money into the program. I'm not saying it is Williams Arena's fault. That's not what I'm saying. But every time I walk in there, it's very drab. It's just. I get people love the history, but it's not a modern facility. It, at the very least, needs a facelift. And in today's college sports, Manny, with NIL, it takes, and I hate to say this, but it takes the 3Ms of the world, the Best Buys, the Lando Lakes, the Fortune 500 companies in this town. It takes money from them being thrown into a pool where they say, yeah, we'll help you pay some kids to come here.
0: The the University of Minnesota has to figure out and I think this is maybe not quite as big of a problem with P.J. Fleck in the football program as it is with the basketball programs right now. But the University of Minnesota has got to figure out what they are not doing that some of these other schools just surrounding them regionally, the Iowa's, the Wisconsin's, the Illinois of the world. I can, like- I can tell you what they're not doing,
1: Manny. They're not rebounding the basketball, making yeah. free
0: throws. That's what they're yeah. not doing. But it's but to, but 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 you know what I mean, though, right? Like it's, no, hundred percent, I do. Bigger picture, the University of Minnesota has to kind of look in the mirror and say, "What are we doing? What are we not doing that some of these other schools are are doing?" And it's not just well, we got to hire the right coach, because you can only change the coach, you know, every four or five years so often before you have to start looking in the mirror and saying okay, is it us? What do we need to do to kind of change things around here and, and do things a little bit differently so that we can just kind of inch closer to the Iowas and the Wisconsin's and, and the, and the, you know, I mean, Illinois, I, I, I keep bringing up Illinois. You know, Illinois is kind of, in basketball, they're good and they had a nice football season, but, you know, Illinois is kind of whatever. But But anyway, I digress. The University of Minnesota has to kind of, I think do a little soul searching, look in the mirror and just ask some questions. It doesn't mean that, you know, you got to start crapping on themselves or, you know, just dissing themselves or anything, but like, just do, just do a little self-evaluation. And I don't, I, and you know, I'm not, I'm not even saying that I know the answers to those questions, but there's gotta be a little bit of self-reflection and just say like, what, what is happening at some of these other places, that's making that, that we're missing out on, or that we're a little bit behind
1: on. One thing I do believe could help Ben Johnson. I've said this a few times. I think it would be helpful, even if it was a former coach at Ooey Pooey, Indiana University, Purdue University, combined or integrated, whatever they call it. I think it would be helpful if he had somebody on the bench that was a former college basketball coach. I do think that that. Would be helpful to him. There is a bright side in all of this with Go for Athletics, Manny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob's team looks like they could be national championship good, and and yep. I know it's it's whatever it's, it's it's hockey. It's just like college basketball. It's a one game thing, and there's definitely a bit more of a fluke element to hockey than probably any of the other sports. But
0: as Bob, we've seen, yes. as
1: we've seen, and, and as Bob Motzko knows very well, but <laughs> his team's fun to watch. So maybe we'll have that to look forward to a little bit later on in the springtime. Manny, I actually wanted to talk a little bit of Timberwolves basketball with you, but they actually play the evening of this record date. Not that it would really yeah. change what we would talk about. But long story short, I'll have you back to meet your Manny quota. Heck, I could actually probably do it again tomorrow, and then it would fulfill January and February. But I, I won't But I won't do that to you. We will talk <laughs> Timberwolves at some point in the future. Anything else on your mind here in closing, you just need to get off your chest.
0: Well, I, I will just say it is nice to see the Wolves kind of look more like a professional basketball team the last uh, the last month or so. They've actually played really well, and you'd like to, you know, have those two losses to Detroit back. Um, but overall, I mean, they've, they've been playing pretty well, and Ant has really kind of cemented himself as – the alpha dog of the team so that's uh that's been good that's what i'll say on them for now until uh until next time
1: well you just did me a favor because for searchability i can now technically say that we talked about the minnesota timberwolves which will lead to a few extra downloads so thank you very much for that
0: you are welcome
1: <laughs> you are you are a promotional master of how to promote a podcast Manny, you're the absolute best. It's great to see you. This is actually being done via video. I'll upload it to the YouTube machine as well. So good Although to see you. Although my
0: camera got a little blurry there about halfway through. You, this. I you don't know, know what happened.
1: I honestly wish mine would get a little blurry. I definitely have a face and body type for radio. I should not be on camera, but trying to stay in touch with how the kids consume media these days. Also sucks I can no longer say that I'm a kid. Closer to forty than thirty.
0: Yikes. Hey, I'm even closer. Yeah, I'm I know even you closer are closer to forty than that. You old man. Thirty-nine in three months. Oh my goodness.
1: It's Manny Hill at Manny Hill eighty-four on the Twitter machine. That's still correct, right? Yep. All right, good deal. Thank you, Manny. You got it, my friend, Mr. Manny Hill from Jazz eighty-eight and Score North joining this edition of Minnesota Sports Chat, edition number one hundred and fifty-two. Thanks to Manny. Thanks to you for coming along for another ride of Minnesota Sports Chat. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again real soon.